little blue pills to help me sleep. Don't like my life, so I take seven when I drink. By Cashtastrophe. Read by God of Laundry Baskets. Chapter 4. Chapter 4 It... it's... it's fine, Sand says, from where he's huddled between Papyrus's splayed femurs. He cocks a weird, twitchy little smile up at him, but his sockets are black and blank and horrifyingly empty. You... don't... You d don't need to like me. And fuck, he wants to protest that, yeah. It's nearly hardwired into him, because maybe it's not his brother's sweet, familiar face. Scarred, bruises, those awful, jagged teeth. And the scuffed gold replacement? But... The voice is the wretched same, even if this version shakes like a leaf. He doesn't want to hear that shit out of his brother's echoed mouth. Nothing about this is fine. It had seemed like it could have been fine. Maybe. Over a dinner of quesadillas and possibly a few too many beers. It had seemed fine once they had convinced the new Sands that he was allowed to sit at the table anyway, which was unnerving on a whole level Papyrus is not sober enough to process at the moment. It was a pretty standard dining set, square wood table and four chairs, more than enough room for all of them, a space deliberately designed for guests, though the new addition to their household opted to huddle inside the kitchen doorway while Sands cooked instead, shifting his weight nervously from one misshapen foot to the other. His brow bone looked more and more damp every second that ticked past. Papyrus couldn't imagine the thick black jacket was helping much on that front, but he looked so pathetically grateful when it had been returned to him. Clean, folded, smelling markedly less of the sharp stench of fierce sweat, that they both just winced and held their tongues when he zipped the thing all the way up to his throat and tugged the hood over his cracked skull. 
Papyrus cracked open a beer and propped himself up against the counter, freehand tucked into his pocket. He watched the new kid from the corner of his socket, waiting for... Well, okay. He wasn't sure what exactly he was waiting for, but he felt better with the sweaty little dude directly in his line of sight. He was across the room, well away from his actual younger brother, who was whistling something offbeat and atonal as he worked. His back was to the other sands, like he'd never even considered that the newcomer might pose any kind of threat. Knowing sands, he probably hadn't. His brother was always far too trusting. Papyrus had learned otherwise. Fuck had he learned. Are you planning on helping at all, or were you just going to hover? His brother, armed with a frilly purple apron, a gift from Muffet for Sans, but kind of for Papyrus too, because it was way too big on him, and also hilarious. And a spatula propped one gloved hand on his hip. He nodded to the cabinet behind Papyrus. At least to get me some plates down, you long-legged monstrosity. Papyrus snorted out a laugh and tucked his beer into the crook of his elbow and complied, only remembering at the last moment to fetch a third. Sands dropped the first quesadilla, blessedly somehow unburnt, a rare survivor of the Russian roulette game that was Sands in the kitchen, onto the top plate and tossed another tortilla into the pan. He winked at Papyrus. Thanks, bro. Give that one to him, yeah? He looks like he hasn't eaten in, like, a week. Papyrus personally thought it might have been considerably longer than that, judging by the way the newcomer eyed the food, pupils flickering up briefly to Papyrus's face, as if searching for some indication of what he was supposed to do with the offer. His hands balled tightly into small fists at his side. He did not reach for it. He just bristled, unsure, wary as a stray dog. The comparison wasn't quite right. Papyrus had been the one to unbuckle the filthy red leather from around his neck. He saw the marks the thing left where it had worn the kid's vertebrae shiny and smooth. He saw the tag with his own goddamn name on it. His name and his number and a rank he's never held and property of and... And a D-ring so scuffed up it had to have been hooked to a leash at some point. Probably many some points. He knew the kid wasn't astray. He also hid the thing before Sans had a chance to see. He refused to regret that. Go on, Papyrus said as gently as he could manage. Eat, man. You'll heal faster. Hey, you want a beer? Looking positively dazed at the concept, the small skeleton nodded. 
Yeah, I, uh... P-please? All I've got are IPAs, Papyrus said, taking a long sip from his own bottle and pulling open the refrigerator door. He rescued one from behind a stack of, what else, plastic tubs of taco meat and twisted off the cap with a practice motion and a soft pop. That okay? He held it out to the kid, who reached for it with trembling fingers that Papyrus tried his level best not to stare at. Speech seemed to have escaped his brother's counterpart entirely at the gesture, though. He tried once, twice, coughed, and then simply scowled and mouthed, thanks, and took a tentative sip, as though he fully expected Papyrus might still change his mind. He kept his eyelids fixed unwaveringly on Papyrus's knees. Don't mention it, Papyrus shrugged. He pulled out his usual chair, where Sands had already set his plate, dropped into the seat, and reached for his food with a pleased sigh, suddenly all too aware of how goddamn hungry he was. Had he skipped lunch? Yeah, he probably skipped lunch considering he'd been headed to Muffet's when his brother's twitchy little doppelganger decided to make his debut appearance. And it wasn't like there was much time to grab a burger after. Sands didn't seem to have burned his either, in a rare lucky streak, and he's just opened his mouth to take an enormous bite of crisp tortilla and melted cheese when... Not to criticize your life choices by any means, pal, but, uh, wouldn't you be more comfortable in an actual chair? Papyrus blinked. I'm... I'm... fine drifted vaguely up from somewhere around the region of his shin bones, and the kid was sitting at his feet, hunched awkwardly on all fours like a dog. He was also watching Papyrus with rapt, unblinking attention. He hadn't touched its food yet. He was waiting for Papyrus to eat, he realized, with an uncomfortable little lurch in the pit of his not-stomach. Sit in a chair, what the fuck? He snapped without quite meaning to, because what is he supposed to do with that? The new Sans's eyes sockets immediately widen in something akin to panic. He actually scrambled to obey, and in his haste to get himself into a chair, left his beer on the floor. He curled up in his seat like a frightened child, knees tucked to his chest, though there was no way the position was comfortable with his still-healing leg. He wrapped his tail over his feet and held onto it with those grimy fingers, still watching Papyrus like an unsettling little hawk. Eat, Papyrus said slowly, sockets narrowed. Sands did, like a feral thing happening on an abandoned kill. With all the pragmatic speed of a scavenger, he tore into the food. 
Papyrus and his own sands watched, horrified, as he downed the thing in under a minute and didn't ask for more, though he was clearly starving. He didn't even reach for his beer. He just sat, staring at nothing, saying nothing, and licking the oil from his finger bones with a conjured tongue. The faint pink glow of his magic did nothing to mask the exhausted circles dragged deep below his eye sockets, though it did glint tellingly off a twin set of silver bars shoved through the appendage. Papyrus never did finish his dinner. The small hands on his thigh bones, busted and gray as they are, look just like his brothers when they're curled around Papyrus's wrists, though the only time his sands ever really touches him is when they're bundled up on the couch with a horror movie on the TV and a bowl of popcorn shoved into the space between them, passing a single sweating beer back and forth. Sands has always been a lightweight after all, and Papyrus prefers to keep him in the dark about his own decade-long affair with their liquor cabinet, which, speaking of, he's going to need a large fucking drink to get back to sleep tonight after waking up to this. This is not fine. Sands curls a hand around the curve of his ischium, through the thick cotton of his sweatpants with absolutely no warning. Papyrus starts at the touch, snaps back to himself with a strangled little intake of breath, and hisses, What are you? It's okay, Sands repeats. Just let me, okay? I can't, I can't. It'll be good. Pro pr pr promise. You just, you, 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 you got, gotta let me. He reaches for the drawstring of Papyrus's pants with shaking fingers, and he's, Christ, he's pressing his teeth against the sensitive ridge of bone, letting them part just enough for that goddamn tongue to slip through. He's... Papyrus's sluggish brain manages to finally sound the alarm as the tongue presses hot over his blessedly still-clothed pubic arc. He grabs, frantic for Sans's wrist bones, manages to catch both in one of his and hold, despite the way the smaller skeleton struggles. With the other hand, he grabs Sans firmly by the bruised jaw and shoves his head away, shoves that tongue away, and snarls, No, no, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Sans has gone slack in his hands, small shoulders heaving with each breath. He is impossibly still in Papyrus's grip, frozen like a deer in goddamn floodlights. His cheekbones flushed, eyelids wild and pulsing unevenly. 
He tips his skull back, though, presses himself more firmly into the grip nearly wrapped around his throat, licks at his lips too slowly to be anything but an invitation. Grins. Oh, he murmurs. He sounds inordinately pleased with himself, a low rumble from the chamber of his empty ribcage that twists something faint and painful where Papyrus's own gut should be. You're not so different after all, huh? Whatever that's supposed to mean.